Hi, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We are getting to the end. I cannot believe it. We are getting to the end of 2016. My uh, sweet man is back on the podcast with me today. We are on a little bit of a Christmas break doing stuff a little different. Wait, this is the break? It right. seems... A moment of silence for you and my never getting a break. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Our kids are like on Christmas Eve, you know, when we were recording, they were like, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, you know, the podcast doesn't stop, but we actually really enjoy doing it. So uh, it's fun and it's exciting for us uh, just to be able to talk about, you know, things that are happening in the culture. Actually, while we were recording a couple of uh, new ones last week, uh, the decision of the Obama administration made to like turn a blind eye, basically abstain from the vote at the United Nations, therefore putting Israel, one of our best if not our best, single best ally in the Middle East in jeopardy kind of happened. And that was talking around the kitchen table. So really what I do at the podcast is sort of carry on my kitchen table conversations. (laughs) Wouldn't you love to be at our kitchen table? (laughs) Uh, You know, we're not much for small talk around the the kitchen table. I mean, we do a lot of small talk, but we really are talking about kind of big issues, uh, the big issues of life, which has always been kind of a a hallmark of of our home, I think. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, and I think I kind of my grandparents were like that. Your family, yeah. I mean, they talked yeah. about. I mean, they weren't sitting around just talking about fishing, although we did do that. Well, and I think too, you know, for us as you know, we homeschool obviously, and we try to raise our. We're trying to raise adults that are discerning, and, and I sometimes want my, that works better than at other times. Know, maybe not. <laughs> but I really want you know I want my kids to be seeing and walking through things, issues that are in cultural issues, and even you know, social issues they go through to try to mm-hmm. see what God's word says, how they should act, how they should respond. I think that's part of educating our kids is yeah. having them be a part of our, our family discussion. Well, things and like really, this. I mean, Unless it's something that's too, cause there's, there's been some topics that we've not talked around our kids cause it was just, they well, depending on how it. old they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously I mean. it depends on how old your kids are and like what they're bringing, ready to hear. Right. It's not like we're bringing every subject to the dinner table. No, but we do bring a lot. Subject to the dinner table, and I think uh, this is kind of another, you know, kind of what today we're going to take off a little bit about what we were talking about the other day. So on Monday, the day after Christmas, we were talking about kind of the difference between uh, knowing uh, theology and really being able to listen with ears that are discerning, because so many so-called Christian teachers and authors and bloggers and speakers are straying from the authority of Scripture, and so. I thought today is probably a good opportunity because we're heading into 2017, and I think you know people talk about New Year's resolutions. I don't really make New Year's resolutions because they just discourage me. I was feeling you know, three weeks into January, and I'm like, well, that didn't work. Kind of has to come from inside of you. But I know that there are a lot of you who are really uh, making a conscious effort and have been doing that in 2015 and 2016 to get into the Word of God. And so really what I'm hoping to do is build on that momentum. And, and keep us all really excited and in the Word of God and moving forward in our relationship with Him. And so uh, today I really want to hit kind of this topic of living as a as a countercultural Christian. Because I don't know, uh, Jay, if you, you and I talk about this a lot, but it seems to me now that even in the church, to stand on the authority of Scripture, to say, no, this is what the Bible says— it's 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 countercultural even inside of the church today. I know it's surprising to me, you know, folks that I think are you know solid in the Bible and believe the whole counsel of the Bible, and then you bring a subject up and they're like, "Oh no, that can't be," and you're like, "What? I thought we all agreed on this." Yeah, right. And so it it happens too often, I I think, and so I, that's why I think it's good that you know you're 
bringing, you're encouraging these moms. I got an interesting letter from a mom who uh, works as a school um, counselor. Actually, she's not a school counselor. She works in a um, sort of a psychiatric um, wing of a hospital and she, they do, they work with teens a lot. And the transgender issue has been really big uh, over there. And she said over where she works, they are not even allowed to refer to boys and girls as he and she. And I'm like, what, what is, going, is on? going on? And she was saying, thank you so much for speaking about these issues uh, out loud. Because I think as sometimes as Christians, we're standing around or scratching our heads and we're, you know, I know if, if we're not really in the word and we're not really grounded in the word of God, it's easy to start going, maybe the emperor does have something nice on and I just, I'm the only one who thinks he's naked, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, and so, and we're called as believers to sharpen each other as iron, as iron sharpens iron. Right. And I don't think it's ever been more important because honestly, you know, you know, somebody said to me, oh, I'm so glad that uh, that President Trump is going to be taking over. That's going to change everything. And I was like, uh, no, it's not. Because <laughs> the only, I mean, I'm glad he's in there. Don't get me wrong. You guys heard me talk about my fear of a Clinton White House. Uh, and so I continue just to, to praise the Lord for the election of Donald Trump. But the only thing that is going to change the direction and trajectory that this nation is on is for us to begin to walk the way God says to walk. We were talking about this at the kitchen table this morning about uh, some of the kings in Chronicles. It seems like you know one king would follow God and the next king wouldn't. And every single time that happened, the nation suffered. That's right. The nation suffered. And particularly, uh, we were talking about uh, Manasseh, who the Bible says did evil in the sight of the Lord. And if, for those of you who have not read through Chronicles, wow, what a you know, there's a great place to start right in the new year. Just kind of see... Uh, what has happened in historically when God appoints leaders and they don't do the right thing. And Manasseh did evils in the sight of the Lord. Well, then he got sick, ended up being taken captive. It's a big, long story, but he, in his brokenness, did what so many of us do in our brokenness and turn to God. You know, we do that, right? When we're, God, where are you? And have any money? God, where are you? Our kids are sick. And then things are going fine and we stop praying and we stop reading our Bibles. And in this case, Manasseh, uh, when when God healed him and uh, got him out of you know busted the dude out of prison, Manasseh was like, "Well, look at me, I'm amazing," <laughs> and actually took an opposite approach and st- and told the people how amazing he was. Well, then the people who had followed their king, you know, they were walking in idolatry, walking away from God. Then Manasseh turns to God, and so many of the people turned back to God. Then Manasseh walked away from the God, and then when he came back to God again, the Bible says the people were hardened of heart and they wouldn't follow him. And I thought, well, that's because, you know, the Bible says that we're not, we're we're supposed to let our yes be yes and our no be no, because after a while, your uh, your witness is ruined. Because when he comes back to God, what, for the third or fourth time, his people are like, yeah, he doesn't really mean it. You know, he, he's not really serious. He just has a boil somewhere <laughs> that he wants God to heal. And I kind of think we're maybe in that position as a as a nation. Well, we're so like right that. I mean, it's good to read the, you know, all these stories uh, in the Old Testament of how people have walked away and then, um, you know, God's had to break them. And Or we could just read the stories from the 60s. Yeah, or that too. But I think <laughs> my point is that it's good for us to be reminding each other to, you know, you mentioned really sharp iron sharpening iron, and, and that's true, but it, um, to make us um, sharper in our knowledge of God's Word. But it's also true in that we're holding each other accountable to follow God faithfully, because as is so clearly pointed out back then, and I can even testify in my own life, and I, maybe you can in yours as well, that we tend to walk away. We tend to mm. just get lazy. We tend to get self-absorbed. It is we tend work. To, I was thinking about that the is. other day. I don't know where we were. 
Christmas is exhausting. And so I always feel, you know, a little bit, the, the holidays are sort of where you at because all the th- stuff that you're normally doing, you pile all this extra, you know, entertaining and gift buying and, you know, decorating and the whole thing. And I was thinking about some things that I had been praying about. And I, I just told the Lord, I said, Lord, when are you going to answer this prayer, this, this particular, there's one particular thing I was thinking that I've been praying about for probably 15 years. And I still, I'm not getting the answer I'm praying for. And I just told God, I said, I'm tired. And you know what? Worship is uh, warfare. Walking with God is, it's a spiritual discipline. Being able to be in the word, it is, um, it is tiring and it can be uh, discouraging, but God says, we're not supposed to be discouraged in doing good. We're supposed to continue to do what's right and continue to pray. And I know a lot of people listening, I mean, they're coming in 2016 and they've had you know, they're ready to do what we did. What was that? What year was that, Jay? That we were like goodbye to that year. I can't remember. We've had a lot of years like that. We had a couple of them. Well, just a couple of years ago when Dad died, that was a that was really a tough hard one. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two nineteen ninety nine was a really tough year for us. Right before we moved yeah. uh, north, and I remember but, Jay and I just going, "Well, let's kick ninety nine to the curb, and you know, we're right. ready to <laughs> we're ready for something better." But when you follow God, you find life. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we there's this misconception that you know the church kind of puts out there. If you follow God, everything will go well. No, it doesn't. That's not <laughs> true. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said, right. but take heart, I've overcome the world. I mean, the, the reality is we are going to have trouble and it's going to be hard. Well, God is but, interested in more than getting us a parking spot at Macy's. Right, exactly. It's, it's it's so much richer than that. It's yeah. so much more uh, wonderful than that because as we walk with God, our, it's like our spiritual eyes are opened and we see just, um, you know, the uh, the amazing love that God has for the world around us that is blind to him, for mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. but also we start seeing things from his point of view and recognize, it's, you get a more eternal purpose on it and it just it makes everything different and better it doesn't mean that it's necessarily easier it's just you can walk through it with him rather than carrying it on your own and being self-absorbed and 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 really killing yourself because you're living usually in sin or something that's um actually working against you so yeah it you know it, it's following god is we just need to be doing it <laughs> well and when really part of following god is living Counterculturally, it's it's not going with the flow of the culture. It's not going with, with what is considered the most popular teaching of the day, which we see, you know, changing so rapidly uh, in churches across the United States. And I think, you know, part of what we wanted to do today, in the five minutes that we have left, is just to really encourage you to uh, let the Bible inform your values, because the culture is going to fuel our values. And so right now in the culture, and I think this is why so many Christians have felt um, tired and why I think seeing uh, what happened, particularly in the elections of so many people who were praying, and we watch this around the world, we serve an amazing God. He really is listening uh, to our prayers. And I guess my question for everybody listening today, and even for Jay and I, and we talk about this a lot, how are we different? What's different about us? What is it that the world can, can the world look at us and go, whatever those guys have, I want that. Because not because of the material things that we have or because of, you know, how much how many followers we have on Facebook, but because there's joy and peace that come from uh from a life that's uh that's following God. And if our values drive our behavior, it's important to remember that Jesus wants to shift more than just our behavior. Um he wants to shift the culture toward him. And I think as believers, we have an opportunity to do that uh, right now in the culture as it is to be sort of um, salt and light. And counterculturally, sometimes it means we have to stand alone. And uh, I've done a lot of that (laughs) in 2016. Man, you know, you sometimes feel like you're alone. But you know, Jay and I have been talking about this a lot. Uh, You kind of think that you're alone, but we're realizing 
we're not really, I think that the enemy wants us to feel alone and he wants us to feel uh, isolated. I wrote this down um, for a, a, a workshop that I was doing in Florida this uh, this last season. And I said, uh, in the 24 hours surrounding Jesus as Jesus' execution, Judas, one of his disciples, betrayed him. Anybody ever feel that? That sting of betrayal? sting of rejection. Uh, Peter denied even knowing Jesus. His friends ran away to save their skin. Some of the priests and the religious elite were determined to find a reason to kill Jesus. And of course, they finally did. The Romans were the ones who nailed him to a cross and executed him. And while he hung there, some passed by and mocked him and laughed at him. Jesus was alone. And in that moment, this is what I love about the cross. In that moment, he showed humanity what it means to be for something. It's obvious that everybody was against him. This is why Paul said that we were enemies of God. We were against him. And at the same time, Jesus, who gave his life for the redemption of the world, was for us. So there are two sides to the cross. One is against and the other is for. All humanity stood against Jesus in that moment. But Jesus was on the side that was for life for hope, for grace, and for our salvation. Even though we stood against Jesus, he did not stand against us. The life of Jesus and this act of love on the cross was for us, uh, and it powerfully stood against the forces of evil and darkness. Because when you are truly for something, everyone will know what you are against. And I, I think about this a lot when uh, when we teach our children to stand for something, that that sometimes means they're going to have to stand alone, but there is power in it. And I'm wondering what would happen in 2017 if the world began to see not just what we're against, right? Because I talk about that on the podcast sometimes, and we've, we've been at such a cultural um, crossroad, particularly in the church right now, that I think it's more important than ever that we that we be able to articulate not just what Jesus is for, but also what he said no to. But people need to know what we stand for and that we are uh, we are serving an incredible God who changes lives. He's a he's a, a life changer. So it means uh, when we say living uh, counterculturally, part of it is just uh, learning to be self-controlled, learning to be in the word. And you've said this a lot, Jay, over the years that, um, and I think this is true. I, I certainly found this to be true in my own life. Um, we need to be self-controlled in our, in our dedication, in our spiritual discipline of just being in the word. And that's not always easy. It takes, you know, it takes a little bit of, of a chutzpah and a little bit of encouragement uh, to do it. That's right. And that's why we're here for each other to help each other to do that. That's why we're on this podcast and the blog and mm-hmm. all the things that we're doing is trying to encourage all of you and and then be encouraged ourselves to yeah. follow God and to listen to him, walk with him and learn from him. And um, mm-hmm. as you do it, like anything, you know, like exercising at all, you start you start out incredibly weak. And the next day, matter of fact, the next few days, you're sore as anything. And Sometimes you just, that scares you away. You don't go back to it. But um, if you stick with it and do a little bit every day and build up, build up pretty soon, it's like you you hunger for the word. You hunger to walk with him. Mm-hmm. You hunger to be in fellowship with others who love him. You hunger to be in the presence of 
of the Lord and worship. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these things start to fall into place when you just put a little effort into it to to follow the Lord. And, he, and the return will encourage you and spur you on. And it will grow your family and the, and the faith and the people who are walking, you know, walking this life with you. So I guess I want to just uh, end today by just asking you, is there self-control in your spiritual discipline? Is there self-control in your prayer life and your Bible reading? Are you going, Lord, you know, help me do more than just get back on my treadmill <laughs> in January? I may or may not be speaking to myself here. Uh, but uh, you know, help me do more than that, Lord. Help me to be the person that you have created me and called me to be. Let let my kids see me uh, reading the Word, uh, because once we learn to live counterculturally as Christians and counterculturally in the church, we will begin to see a shift in the culture uh, toward the things of God. That's just how uh, God says it, it works, and that's how it's been all through Scripture. So I want to encourage you uh, to get in the Word. If you have not uh, purchased my uh, scripture reading uh, challenge. I've got one that's in print. Yay, it's laminated because you guys know I have a love for all things laminated. And so we have that laminated for you. It comes on a on a little um, O-ring so you can throw it in your diaper bag or your purse. And it's a chance to look up every single day of the week uh, a scripture and read what God has for you. It's important for us to realize that we serve a God who uh, who doesn't change But the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he wants to be with us all through 2017, just like he was with us in 2016. So hope you guys are encouraged today. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, please, 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 um, it would be Happy New Year to me if you would head on over to iTunes and just go to the store and click on the little gear shift and leave a review for this podcast. When you do that, it kind of bumps it up to the top top of the list and more people can hear it. So uh, also for those of you who've been asking, about my schedule. That is going to be posted at my blog. We're getting ready to do a pretty major redesign over there. It's coming up here in a couple of weeks and uh, just in preparation for the book launch and all those things. And I'm going to be all over the country again this summer. So check it out at HeidiStJohn.com. I'll see you back here next time, you guys. Happy New Year. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom.